0: one day he, he grabbed a piece of paper and he drew a soccer ball asking me to play and you know i kind of understood what he was signaling and you know that was like one of the happiest days because i was able to play soccer again you know as a child and you know that's how we were communicating through pictures Hello and welcome to Accents, the voices of our
1: immigrant neighbors here in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. I am Reinoud van Wachtendonck for the Berkshire Eagle. Accents is sponsored by Greylock Federal Credit Union. Hi, this is John Bissell, president of Greylock Federal, where we recognize that what makes us different is also what makes
0: us stronger. Discover the credit union difference at greylock.org. My name is Andres Huertas. Um, I was born in Bogota, Colombia. I moved uh, to the States when I was 10 years old, in 2000. I am currently a full-time police officer in Great Barrington. What do you still remember about your childhood in Colombia? Um, school, uh, being able to play outside with my friends, be, being able to play soccer till, till dark. Um, soccer is a huge part of my life. It still is to this day being around my family, my cousins, my grandmothers, my grandfathers, my uncles, aunts. There's always um,
1: in the United States, rightly or wrongly, uh, this sense that Colombia Bogota is dangerous. Did you experience any of that stuff?
0: It was a tough time for for the country, but I didn't experience it myself. I mean, there was always things on the news and stuff like that, but it just happened in other places and I think my family uh, we're very good at picking places where we weren't gonna be so vulnerable one day they decided hey you know we're gonna move to to the United States and I said okay
1: that's fine just like that because you want to leave your friends behind you want to leave your soccer behind there was nothing in you that said oh my goodness you know what but, but even is the United States
0: you know I had I had no idea I had um, all I knew was that I hadn't I had an uncle that had that has lived here for about 20 years. I have three cousins that were that are here. Uh, at that time, my aunt and my grandmother was here, and so I, they said we're gonna go see your grandmother, your uncle, and your aunt and your cousins, and I was excited for it. I went to school at Mountain down in Sheffield. When we first got there. I want to say the only two Latino kids in the middle and elementary school were my brother and I. So there was no no one spoke Spanish. So I think I didn't really capture the fact that moving to the United States was going to be as hard as it, as it was. And I thought I was going to be able to communicate. But when I got here, it was kind of a shocker and I wasn't able to communicate. I wasn't able to make any friends. I wasn't able to play the soccer that I was used to. Um, so it was it was definitely tough.
1: You've mentioned soccer already a few times, how important that is to you. Soccer is the international language. I mean, was that an icebreaker?
0: At one point it was. Um, soccer back in the day wasn't that popular here in the States, but I did meet this one, one, uh, friend I could say, Um, one day he he grabbed a piece of paper and he drew a soccer ball asking me to play and you know I kind of understood what he was you know signaling and I was you know that was like one of the happiest days because I was able to play soccer again you know as a child and and he you know that's how we would communicate through pictures.
1: now you are basically fluent and accentless in your English so how did that happen?
0: Throughout the middle of the of the year there I was uh, given a tutor her name is Jan and she was she was phenomenal and we just you know worked and worked hard and she taught me as, as much as she could uh, while being Emma Mount Everett and you know little by little you start picking things up you start Taking risks of uh, being able to maybe say something, maybe if it's coming out wrong, but you take a risk of trying to communicate with someone. Another thing that always uh, intrigues
1: me about um, the children of immigrants is is that um, the parents, because they're adults, they learn the language. With more difficulty than children learn the language, um, did that happen with you? And when did that happen with you that you had to sort of become their, you know, their mouth and their ears?
0: It, you know, it's being the oldest. It was it was kind of expected for me to you know help my parents uh, translate anything they needed either at work, from work, letters from school, um, going to doctor's visits with them, with my brothers. Just anything, because they just they had a hard time understanding or being able to communicate, and even till this day, it, my parents, you know, they they speak English a lot better, but even to this day, they're, they they'll send something to me. Hey, can you can you explain this to me? Can you can you you know show me what this says? Or, but at a very young age, I was I was given that responsibility. <laughs> I also um, asked that
1: question because I, I wonder, I mean, this is really an open question. One of the reasons that you wanted to become a police officer, which is, you know, a caretaker, a caregiver, a protector, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that from a young age on you had to be the caretaker, I don't I wouldn't want to say the protector, but of your family?
0: Yes, it, it definitely played a huge role into it, being able to, um, to you know, caretake for my family. It was, you know, it has been a huge part. And like I said, you know, till this day, it, it, it remains that way. I watch out for my family and I do protect them. And now I feel like I can do it from the law enforcement side, which is even better. Um,
1: you mentioned that when you came here in 2000, so 17 years ago, 18 years ago, you and your brother, in Sheffield, were the only Latino kids in the school. The community now is much larger, uh, immigrant community in general. So I wonder if in, in Great Barrington, your role is also a little bit as a police officer to be an outreach guy to the immigrant community.
0: I hope it is. Um, my hope is that um, the young kids now, they you know, they, they see uh, a Hispanic police officer work here. You know, I hope that I play as a role model to them, and I will hope that it pushed them to be, you know, to always, you know, reach their goals, to be whatever they want to do, because you can do it, you know, whether you're an immigrant or not, you can, you know, 100% effort, you can do it. And you're proof of that? Yes, yes, I am.
1: My final question, um, on your front door, when you come into your apartments, there's a Colombian flag. Pennant. Uh, so, what is how would you describe your relationship right now with Colombia?
0: It's very, it's very strong. I love my country. Um, I'm very patriotic, and I like to let people know, you know, where I'm from. You know, being basically raised here in the states after being here for about 17 years, you know, I would never, never forget where I came from, never.
1: This was an episode of Accents, the voices of our immigrant neighbors. Accents is sponsored by Greylock Federal Credit Union. Hi, John Bissell here with Greylock Federal. We hope this podcast helps you appreciate how our differences make us stronger. Discover the credit union difference at greylock.org. And for the Berkshire Eagle, I am Reinoud van Wachtendonk and my accent is Dutch. Thank you for listening.